first lived in Latvia as a diplomat between 1996 and 1999, a few years after Latvia regained independence from the crumbling Soviet Union. I returned to live in Latvia in 2022. This podcast series is based on my observations and experience, with some history and comparisons with my home country of England on aspects of life in Latvia and things to see and experience. On an artist, Edgars Waldmanis. In the 1990s, while working as a diplomat in Latvia, I bought a few paintings to hang in my apartment on Elisabetus Iela. My three favourites were by one artist, Edgars Waldmanis. I found the first one in a gallery in Riga's old town. It is a landscape with trees in the pointillist impressionist style, built up by small dots of coloured paint. It's a beautiful oil painting that leaves you transfixed looking at it. The curator of the gallery became a friend. Soon, I had my second and third paintings from this artist. The third one, a winter scene complementing my spring and summer paintings, won an award in Latvia, had been the image on a bank's Christmas card. The price was far more than I could afford. I made an offer to the curator. She said she would ask the artist. A few days later, she told me the artist had accepted my offer. He needed the money for alcohol. I had the third painting. Fast forward 25 years and I still have the three paintings. They have been hanging on my walls while living in Slovakia and the UK. I brought them back to Latvia in 2022. I wanted to learn more about the artist and his art style. That is the topic of this episode, On the Trail of an Artist, Edgars Waldmanis. is what I already knew about the artist Edgars Waldmanis. He was the only Latvian painter working in the style of pointillism. He was born in Smolensk, Russia in 1938. He was pretty sick as a child, but that did not prevent him from entering the Latvian Academy of Arts in 1964. Five years later, he completed the pedagogy department with a diploma thesis, Night in the Harbour, under Professor Eduards Kalninch. At the Academy, Waldmanis became famous not only as a talented student, but also as a banjo player and was nicknamed Banjo. He participated in exhibitions from 1970. Edgars Waldmanis chose the French post-impressionist master Seurat, the originator of pointillism, as an authority in his art. He wanted to continue, deepen and update this direction, so he used this painting technique. 
pure colours have been placed instead of tiny dots, achieving a sharp glow with the illusion of air and light movement. He painted portraits, figurative compositions, and often fantastic visions, but the artist's favourite genre was the landscape. Its design was simple, trees in the middle, forest, bushes and buildings in the background. Waldman was aware of and proud of his place in Latvian art, but was tactless and maintained a sense of humour. In 1998, Waldman received the Painting of the Year Award for his landscape Winter is Coming in a competition organised by Agiyas Sunas Gallery. He died a year later in 1999. Okay, good start. But I wanted to know more. I still have a copy of an article about Winter is Coming in the Latvian magazine Marksler in 1999. It said, At the end of 1998, the Art of the Year competition was held in Agua Sunas Gallery for the sixth time with the main prize awarded by Hansa Bank Latvia. Since 1993, a prominent artist has been invited to choose the best work. Hansa Bank Latvia acts as art patrons and their support has become a tradition in Latvian art life. In previous competitions, paintings were evaluated by Samicha Malina, Ieva Iltnera, Ilza Avotina, Egil Silinch, Ilmas Bloombergs. For the 1998 competition, the gallery invited the painter Darcy Liela to select the best painting. Various artists entered the competition with their works, actively involved in the life of Riga's galleries and lesser-known ones. The artist chose Edgar Waldmanis' painting called Winter Present. Edgar's Waldmanis was born in 1938 in Smolensk, Russia. He studied at the Latvian Academy of Arts from 1963 to 1969. He had been participating in exhibitions since 1970. The artist's first personal exhibition was in 1985. Edgar's Waldmanis used pointillism. As P. Bankovis wrote... Pointillism was developed at the end of the 19th century by the French painters Georges Seurat and Paul Signat. Pointillists conformed to the laws of optics to create space and volume by placing the dots of the spectrum in complex combinations and thus obtaining a vibrating, airy and interwoven light structure. Darce Lila admits... This was not one of those exhibitions where a single work would immediately attract one without hesitation. Also, the competition setting perhaps requires a more reasonable selection of artists and greater commitment because it still reads Painting of the Year. Not all paintings were the most successful of the specific author's performance. I thought for a long time until I stopped at Edgar Waldmanis's painting Winter is Coming. First of all, professionalism immediately attracts me. It is evident that a meaningful work 
has been invested. Although I cannot claim that the painting draws me the most compared to his earlier work that I have seen, if I remember the artist's solar exhibition in the summer of 1998, I think there were even more interesting works. However, this landscape stands out with its consistency against the overall background of the exhibition. It's as if we have known the artist Faldmanis for many years. We know how he works and are used to him being like that. But we must admit that society does not know him. I think that he is unreasonably underappreciated. Faldmanis is a professional whose performance can be trusted. If I could say more or less about other works, Faldmanis's landscape is perfection. He should be listed there if there was such a red book for artists. He is a unique phenomenon in Latvian art that cultivates the landscape genre. The artist's vision of his painting is relatively strongly combined with the construction of the intellect. Edgar's Waldmanis divides colours, puts dot to dot. There is also some affinity with optical art. As a child at the Rosenthal School, I admired the pointillis. It attracted me a lot. And in Latvia, no one seems to be dealing with it. The fact that the artist keeps pointillism alive is already noteworthy. The painting is a white landscape, as if it were winter, but a hundred bright red dots are revealed when you get closer. I usually use at least two colours to get a white tonality, but entirely contrary for Valdminis, all in a row, maximum. I have never been fascinated by colour. This difference may be what attracts. Why is he so underrated? Speaking of him, no more can be said. Like it or not, he is already a stable asset. His painting process is very purposeful, thoughtful. A good review. And Winter is Coming is my painting, by the way. of the 1990s there was a lot of art for sale in Latvia. The bigger bookshops like Janis Rosa had oil paintings for sale above the bookcases. There were many galleries in the old town of Riga. There was also an outdoor art area in Livu Laukum Square right in the heart of the old town. No one sells paintings there anymore. There are fewer galleries now too but there is still a strong interest and love of art in Latvia. On the trail of Edgars Valdminis, I first approached the Latvian National Museum of Art. I was sure I had spotted one of his paintings in their storage vault as you go underground to the new exhibition area at the museum. The communications person there kindly responded to my request to know more about my paintings, but they didn't have an expert who covered this artist or this type of art. I next tried the most prominent private gallery in Latvia. They didn't even bother to respond. 
They probably realised that I don't have lots of money. Then I tried the Art Academy of Latvia. I sent an email to the communications person. Despite being on holiday, she quickly took action and consulted the director of the academy. They recommended I speak to Stella Pelscher, senior researcher at the Art History Institute of the Art Academy. Stella responded positively, asking for a bit of time to do some research on the artist. She didn't live far away, so she visited me one evening. This is our discussion. What can you tell me about the artist Edgars Waldmanis? Uh, he is a Latvian artist who is probably not among the most um, famous or, or well-known. He was, he was born uh, in Soviet Union and then he ended up in Latvia uh, during the Second World War. He studied at the Latvian Academy of Arts during the 1960s. And uh, afterwards, he mostly survived by selling his paintings. He also worked in, in some jobs which were connected with uh, like designing something or not, not really connected with creative uh, art. He was even uh, not admitted to exhibitions for some time, but then he gradually gained recognition in the 1980s and 90s. His uh, creative biography is quite similar to uh, some paradigm of uh, a bohemian artist, so someone who uh, is not very concerned about mm-hmm. the material stability of life, who, who leads a bohemian lifestyle. And uh, there are even some other uh, uh, Latvian artists who uh, also in this late Soviet period lived in a similar way. It reminds about this uh, process of artists becoming dependent on the selling of their works, which happened in, in Western art largely in the 19th century, when this uh, state and, or church patronage gradually like uh, evaporated. They, uh, they uh, had to, to live by selling their works. Mm. And in Latvia, in Soviet Latvia, there were, of course, the state commissions, uh, which were a sort of imitation of that uh, earlier state patronage, like a king or a church commissions artworks and, and pays to the artist. But of course, not, not all artists were able or willing to participate in that system. And so some were like living the lives of free artists uh, who were at the same time, of course, far less materially secure. And uh, what about puantilism? I read in one interview, it was said that uh, Waldmanis is the only puantilist in Latvia. It's, it's not very, maybe, accurate, because there are other artists who use a puantilist technique. For example, Jeder Celias used this approach in the early 20th century, in about 1930. He was educated in Brussels. He traveled to Europe because he fled from persecutions after the 1905 revolution. But it was, it was a brief episode, and then there was uh, another artist, Ausiklis Bauschenix, who worked already after the Second World War, and he also painted in a puantilist manner, but he was also different, because his art was most, uh, more focused on anecdotal stories, maybe, not like this pure neo-impressionist vision. So, in a sense, this statement about Waldman as the only puantilist is true, because... 
he he can be called maybe the most consistent pointillist. But at the same time, among Waldman's works are also paintings which are not done in this dotted manner. Mm. There are other other works. Actually, in the 1960s, uh, you can see his works belonging to a certain tradition, I would say, of um, painterly realism, which was quite established in Latvia. So he painted everyday uh, objects and with a, with a quite a loose brushwork and quite expressive manner, but not this this dotting technique. And even afterwards, he started to use, I, I suppose, this pointillist method at some point in the 1970s, and then more, even more in 1980s and 90s. But even then, there were some works which were done also in other with other approaches. Uh, as as far as is known from interviews, Waldman is, uh, was familiar with this forefather of neo-impressionism, Georges Seurat. He he had seen some works in in Russia in museums in in Saint Petersburg in Moscow, and this was the only chance, mostly for <clears throat> artists in the Soviet period, because they of course they could not uh, travel like to Paris any other mm. Western country. But they they could go to big uh, big cities uh, in the Soviet Union and and see the, those works, and also. But he said that he considered himself quite different from Sarah, not like uh, a very devoted follower of him. Himself thought that uh, painted um, a little differently. An inspiration rather than uh, yeah, following he, a master. He he was not a direct imitator. I think that. Maybe this different aspect of Waldman is, is his use of these very like Latvian uh, national landscape motifs, especially mm-hmm. with apple trees. Mm-hmm. So the apple tree is also like a, a favorite object for painters, and it like symbolizes this uh, rural lifestyle. We had even um, uh, publishing a house in the interwar period, which was called. Zalt Abele, the golden apple tree. It is known as a publisher of very high-quality books in Latvia. You see, my three paintings all have apple trees on yeah. them, and they're in that traditional style of, of a landscape painting with the trees on, which I like a lot, I must mm-hmm. say. But I noticed looking at the paintings i'm not a painter um but i noticed looking with those points of paint that are built on top of each other it must have taken quite some time to paint one painting how long do you think it would have taken him to paint one painting Mm, yes definitely it would have taken uh, quite a long time the artist himself has said something uh, like that in his interviews, some months or, or, or so. And this is uh, also uh, one interesting feature that somehow contrasts with his general lifestyle and image, like this bohemian artist. There is even one another artist in Latvia. He was Russian, actually, who, who came to Latvia in 1973. His name is Gennady Sukhanov, and he was also like very friendly, friendly with alcohol and also very <laughs> bohemian and also uh, caring very little about uh, this material uh, aspect of life. And he also made different artworks. He was a graphic artist. He made photographies in mixed media technique. 
and made um, pieces which were reminiscent of, of technical drawing, like mandalas, like uh, secret plans of facilities. <laughs> so it's like being in life, so not very like precise and thoughtful. So uh, some artists, they are compensating maybe this aspect, <laughs> which they do not have in their real lives. They are very, very scrupulous and very uh, diligent uh, and so on. You, you describe this bohemian life that artists may aspire to or did definitely lead. Was that very reminiscent of an artist's life in 1980s, end of the Soviet rule, 1990s, regaining independence? Was that quite common for artists at that time? Um, yes, I think. We, we had um, a very famous cafe in Riga, in, in 1990s, where artists frequented and, and spent much of, of time there. Also, uh, this period of 19, late 1980s, which was the National Awakening, and mm. then the 1990s, it was a period of transformation where the old, the old system of support for artists actually disintegrated. Uh, artists had to serve the art market to produce objects which mm. uh, can be sold. Or the other way how they could work is um, to join that international system of various uh, projects. For example, there were these uh, Soros Centers for Contemporary Art, which also provided some uh, means and support to create works, to participate in exhibitions. But this was more oriented towards these contemporary means. And this 1990s was the period when these uh, new art forms, like installations, uh, were on the rise. So, yeah, maybe these installation artists, they uh, looked for international projects, but those who stayed with paintings, they, they had to uh, think more about selling their works. Faldmanis died in 1999. However, looking to the future, what is the state of art in Latvia now? I think it's uh, very diverse. But we also have quite significant problems because state support, for example, for contemporary art museum mm. is still lacking. The problem that uh, art critics and, and uh, everyone who speaks uh, or writes about art uh, says that we lack the opportunity to educate the youngest generation about the art of the second half of the 20th century because it is not in a permanent exposition anywhere. There is a real danger that many artworks would simply uh, be lost and, and many uh, have been lost already. What concerns artists who are working now, they use the most diverse spectrum of, of approaches, I think. The idea that was uh, actual in the 1990s, that painting is almost dead, it's, it's, it's old-fashioned. No one paints anymore. Uh, that is not so mm. now. Actually, uh, already uh, young artists took up painting again. Also, classic graphic techniques are used by a certain number of artists. But also these new media, of course, they are attractive, like this electronic and, and virtual reality and, and so on. So the, this scene is quite diverse. The, the most uh, pressing problems, I would say, are related to this, like chances of, of uh, making exhibitions, of making their works known. Related to that, is studying at the Art Academy popular? Uh, it looks like in the last years, this popularity has decreased somewhat, but at the same time, 
the art community and the art academy stuff, they are also working to popularize it more. Mm. For mm. example, uh, recently, non-governmental organization, uh, which is like association of art historians and curators, has been uh, founded. We plan to uh, organize so events that would popularize this profession. So, this new organization is like considering its further activities of uh, how to maybe to promote this uh, this field as attractive for young people. On the one hand, the profession of artist uh, may look like it does not promise any very, very secure and very high income. And the state uh, institutions often say that young people should study more like physics and mathematics and, and some such kinds mm -hmm. of, of fields. At the same time, uh, I think that the arts uh, also can provide quite diverse education that can enable the students to choose very diverse paths later in their lives. It's about creativity as well, which yeah. again is a welcomed for skill attribute that, that many organizations would aspire to. Last question, because quite a few of the listeners to this podcast will be in other countries. Are there many foreign students at the Academy? I think there are, but uh, I could not give numbers. But uh, Erasmus programs are, are very mm -hmm. uh, well working. For example, in the last semester, there was one art history student from Poland. Mm -hmm. He was a very clever guy and very, very, very nice person. Every instructor afterwards said that it was real pleasure to communicate mm -hmm. with that student. There are some courses which are offered in English to mm -hmm. those Erasmus students, but I, I can only talk about them. Uh, those who specialize in art history, because mm. they are also those who specialize in arts themselves. Thank you very much indeed, Stella. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. In conclusion, I found out more about the artist Edgars Valdmanis, thanks to the excellent Art Academy of Latvia. Check out their academic teaching and articles on art in Latvia on their website. It is in English as well as Latvian. I also hope Latvia will someday establish a contemporary art museum to showcase art from the last 50 years, painters like Edgars Valdmanis. I still love my paintings and hope to collect an autumn tree landscape from Valdmanis one day to complete the four seasons.